welcome to a Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies special event, the Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, that evil laugh gets me every time. <laughs> Anyways, where were we? Welcome to the Halloween Spooktacular, a special one-shot campaign prepared and ran by our temporary dungeon master, Taylor. It also features players that you know and love playing all new characters. Seth will be playing Ingemar, Sage of the West, the evil high elf who sold his soul to the fiend for immeasurable power. Also features Josh, who will be playing Lenny Biloxi, the dapper gentleman who's a blood hunter and he may be a vampire himself. And lastly, Sam will be playing Sir Ohin the Stalwart, half cleric, half paladin, total banisher of evil spirits. Please, Follow along as we begin this temporary Halloween event. (laughs) So without further ado, let's meet those characters. When Ingemar, the Sage of the West, deems an opponent worthy of combat, he comes equipped with anything you could possibly imagine. If it comes to hand-to-hand melee, while he may not be fond of it, he is extremely lethal, wielding two short swords and the ability to use two-weapon fighting style. His combat with his two short swords will carve you into tiny little cheese blocks. Mm. Additionally, he gets a little bit arranged. When I say a little bit, I mean over 100 feet away is where he prefers to fight. He can hit you with nearly every element at his disposal. Coming in with a shocking grass lightning attach, chill touch for some freezing. He's even got the scorching ray. You heard it here, folks. He's even got fire. He's got force (laughs) attacks. Not only does he have force attacks and freezing attacks, he's also got cold attacks, poison attacks and radiant attacks and if that all doesn't do it he will hit you with the psychic attack bottom line is boys psychic this warlock will fuck you up and those are like all cantrips right yeah that doesn't even count your spells no so i love the concept what does your what is your race and class he is a high elf warlock okay Cool. And we're all level four, I'll just go ahead and say. And he is and he is lawful evil. Lawful evil. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. So uh Go ahead, Sam. So my character 
is a uh, lawful good paladin to cleric to named Sir Ohin the Stalwart and he hails from a land of uh, chaos and uh, decrepit rain uh, that's been taken over by, by undead monsters and so he has learned to channel the searing fire of Ragathal the um, imperial lord of fire and vengeance that's actually what his, his main thing is and so he is like a, a light based holy paladin super classic he's got like a chain mail uh, get up with like a um, armored kilt like a battle skirt and uh, he's very much sword and board super high AC um, and then he's got the features to let him use all of his um, spells. He's got a pretty good chunk of spells for a level 4 pally boy. And so he's got uh, ability to like um, give people disadvantage when they attack him with like a blinding light and he's got some heals and he's got um, like a big flare everybody around him once arrest sort of move um, and he's even got like a couple cantrips because of his um, cleric level and then like all of his spells are like light based and a couple of fire based and like it's all um, about like and then buff spells He's which is probably what I'll mostly use is buff spells so yeah he's, yeah. Uh, he's about rallying his troops and rallying himself and uh, using the holy light of Ragathel to cleanse the world of all evil and so I am very much imagining that him and uh, what's your guy's name? I keep forgetting. Ingemar. Ingemar are going to butt heads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah y'all are an interesting duo. So I want to know how this blood hunter is going to fit in. Alright, well, uh, Lenny here, he's, he's an interesting cat, so he's both a uh, blood hunter and you know he's been around a little too long so he's actually a vampire himself after so many years of hunting them you know you slip up every now and then i guess but fucking love it <laughs> some of the some of the things that lenny can do is he has hunter's bane so he has a uh, advantage on wisdom and survival checks to track fey friends and or undead uh he has advantage on intelligence ability checks so i can recall information about those things uh, he has also Blood Maledict, which means he can invoke a blood uh, curse a number of times per short rest. Uh, what it does is, before it affects the target, I can amplify the curse. The amplified curse gains an additional effect noted in the description, which is... Uh, well, it's kind of hard to see what this is, actually. I'm learning the, about this class, too. Yeah, you're good. The amplified effect of yours is that... 1d4 <laughs> points Yeah. The amplified effect is that it's supposed to only affect creatures that have blood in their bodies, but <laughs> yours applies to anyone, including those without blood in their body. <laughs> so, like constructs and everything? Yeah, undead, um, ghosts, and That's ghouls, epic. And, and everything. So, yeah, it is pretty epic. All right, let's see. I also... Um, and you can I... basically do it every short rest, I think. Yeah. That's basically my limited use ability, and then I have uh, 
my bonus action is crimson right which means i can uh imbue a weapon to strike for 1d4 extra damage of my chosen type upon activating that right i take 1d4 damage right damage is magical and it lasts while i hold the weapon or until i complete a shorter or long rest and mine is uh right of the dawn so it is see while right of the dawn is active my extra damage dealt is radiant while active, I gain these benefits. My weapon sheds a bright light out to 20 feet. I have resistance to, ne to necrotic damage. And when I hit an undead creature with a weapon that has the right active, I deal an additional 1d4 damage. Okay, so you are like, I thought you might be. You are kind of the bridge between us. Because yeah. you've got kind of this like radiant undead slaying and, but you are also like un undead vampire yourself. Kind of, yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit of a blade knockoff. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I'm excited. I think this is a fun group. Yeah. yeah and oh, I also have a thing. So one of the things I could choose in this was a background, which is haunted one, and it has a feature that is heart of darkness. <laughs> so those who look into my eyes can see I have faced unimaginable horrors, and I am no stranger to darkness. Though they might fear me, commoners will extend to me every courtesy and do their utmost to help me, unless I have shown myself to be a danger. They will even take up arms and fight alongside of me should I find myself facing an enemy alone. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Nobody's gonna do that for me. <laughs> and I'm I, I'm chaotic good, by the way. So You're I have chaotic good, I have good, good. Yeah, I have good morals, but you know, I I, I, I skirt I skirt the line of morality too for it's good in my mind. Ingamar would be more perturbed by Lenny than Owen. Right, <laughs> because Lenny he'd be like like Owen he'd be like fine you have your ideals I hate them but whatever. Yeah. But and Lenny he'd be like. The fuck do you do that for? We've been in the same situation three times. You've done three different things. <laughs> and also, uh, Lenny is also a member of the, the well-known Vampiric Council, uh, and he is sworn enemies with the Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lenny Biloxi. Wow, now that is an interesting cast of characters. Now let's see where our party finds themselves in the beginning of this adventure. So, let's set the scene here. So. Welcome to the world of Amotria. And I'm going to send you how to spell that, so don't even ask. <laughs> um, it is a world that's in turmoil. Since the great benevolent king was slain a few years ago, strange things are happening as cities that were once great and powerful descended into darkness. There's infighting between the cities and kingdoms, and there's been rumors of some dark magic in certain parts of the world. And this group of unlikely comrades find themselves traveling together in search of answers. And they're on a road, on a dark road. It's night. Um, the nights are getting longer as they travel north. 
Um, there's almost no daylight. It's a bright night, though. There are two moons in the sky, two full moons in the sky, basically at all times. They sort of dip down to the horizon and then dip back up and crisscross. And um, None of you have been to this area, but you've heard that it's night 24-7 where you're headed. And you're headed into an area that's called the Shattered Plain. Um, you're on a mission to uncover what's going on in this part of the world. Um, I do have one question. Yeah. How is plain spelt in this scenario? E-L-A-N-E. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, so, so not just a flat area. Not just a flat area. So, as we zoom in on the party, you're in a carriage. I'll let you tell me where everyone is and what you're discussing. It's dark. And, um, Owen, you might know something about this area, just based on a little bit of what you just said about your backstory. Um, so... Owen, what do you? What are you doing? What do you look like? Um, so, Owen is a um, middle a uh, middle little bit older aged human male. Um, he's got like a a small, tightly kept beard with a mustache and a long hair that he keeps pulled back into a bun uh, behind his head so he can swiftly pull his helmet on. Uh, he's riding around in his chainmail. Like I said, he's got like one of those, like, like a battle kilt that has chainmail incorporated into the actual kilt itself. And uh, he is, he's very stoic. He's either like uh, smoking a cigar or he's just um, scanning the horizons for, you know, any sort of, he, he kind of has this, glazed over look in his one good eye his other eye has an eye patch over it and he's just always kind of looking around you can't tell if it's lackadaisical or if he's being very intent with uh surveying the world around him um so right now if it's getting if he feel does he feel uneasy at all because as a paladin um yeah you feel uneasy you're you're headed kind of to an area that you've heard rumors of um you're headed to an area that uh you're unsure of what you're walking into is basically how you feel okay so so if i if i'm feeling especially uneasy about anything around me and i think something might be watching me i'm gonna go ahead and use one of my uses of divine sense so as an action i can sense the presence of strong evil or good like a like an odor like a smell almost like a imprecise sense and so until the end of that turn i know the location of any celestial fiends or undead within 60 feet of me um as long as they're not behind total cover so if there was like a zombie still underground i wouldn't know about that so i just kind of like survey the land and like raise my hand up with kind of a um, Obi-Wan hand wave style across the area to just kind of get a sense of things as we're riding into this place. 
Ingemar, the sage of the West, is sitting as far away from his comrades as possible. If you could see the face of the High Elf, you would know that he had a look of disdain and, and an air of arrogance about him that made him clearly think that he was better than everyone else, knowing for sure that one of his companions would try to steal something from him, whether it be knowledge or an object. He senses this paladin companion over here, waving his hand about, looking for the undead and the unholy that the High Elf Warlock has no care about, but goes ahead and puts one finger to his temple as he casts Detect Magic to try to go ahead and see if he can find any presence of magic within 30 feet of himself. So neither one of you guys with those skills would actually find anything where you are. Um, mm. You're traveling along a dirt road, wooded on one side, um, you've got a clear night sky, um, there's a little bit of fog rolling in, but um, nothing nothing that you, either one of you guys would deem unusual. Lenny longly contemplates slapping the shit out of this annoying high elf. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. Lenny is a dapper gentleman, quite boisterous, but he doesn't take shit from people that think they're better than others. Um. Don't make Lenny slap a bitch. <laughs> so, as you guys are traveling, um, I'd mentioned there was a little bit of fog. The fog is starting to get a little bit thicker, and to the point where you're almost having a little bit of a hard time seeing where you're That's going. That's Seth. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> so, um, the fog is starting to get a little thicker, harder to see. Um, you start to worry a little bit just because of the location mixed with this fog that seemingly come out of nowhere. Um, so... Star Owen will say, I think we could stand a little light. And he'll uh, cast the light cantrip on his gauntlet and just hold his gauntlet up to work, act as a, tor a torch to shine out light. Um, it's like a 20 foot radius of bright light and 20 feet of dim light. So just so to as you help do us that see through the fog. Your horses that are pulling you, they start to kind of make some noise and feel uneasy. They sort of um, slow down a little bit and the fog's getting thicker and thicker. And with your light, your light is bright, but it's almost like when you turn your high beams on in your car, it, it, it almost, it just reflects all it's around like you. Bouncing off the fog and making so you, it brighter. You're basically inside of a giant uh, light bulb here now. And um, you you start to get a little um, you, you're starting to have trouble breathing, so it's almost like a like a smothering oh. feeling as you all start to feel really uneasy. Um, it gets a little thicker. The horses are just kind of creeping along, and um, thicker and snicker here. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so, oh, and I was imagining that, like, 
Sir Owen and Lenny were both sitting in the front, and like Lenny was driving. I don't know why. That's just what I imagine. And and Ingemar was way in the back. Lenny doesn't drive. He's driven. Thank you. <laughs> okay, then Sir Owen's probably be driving. <laughs> so Ingemar's uh, kind of like got his feet propped up in the back. He's like, oh, how did I get paired up with these two idiots? Like reading and through a book or something. Lenny's just kind of stoic as you <laughs> you drive him along. And <laughs> I imagine he's like been babbling this whole ride, and this is like the only thing that's made him be quiet. So is that, is that accurate, Seals? Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so we'll try to like calm the horses down. Just be like, whoa, whoa, boys, it's all right. So as you do that, you start to cough. And you notice that your your lungs feel tight, and uh, one of the horses breaks off the carriage and it takes off running into the woods, and you basically come to a stop. Right? Yeah. With and horse. you um, you're struggling to breathe. You start to panic. All three of you guys are kind of in a panic. You're looking Jesus. at each other. What's going on? What is this? Um, what 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 can we do? You don't see anything. Um, it's really closing in. You actually start to feel faint. So. It's um, go ahead. Is there any is there any moonlight coming through at this point, or is it just like it's, it's we're getting blacked out? All encompassing. It's all around you. It's basically up to your necks and heads, and it's kind of creeping up from below. And right at that moment, you hear this. You hear like a crow, like a cawing raven. I don't know. What do you, what does it sound like? Well, cause some of it cut off. I, I don't know. That could also be like a. What is I believe that's demon. a velociraptor. I I think it's a baby demon. Owen. Owen. Oh god, that sends chills down my spine. It's a siren. Owen will draw his longsword and and don his shield. Owen. As he's coughing out his lungs. <laughs> Ingemar! Who are you? Who's who's that? This way! This way! I will uh, uncast the light cantrip on myself because I don't want to give myself away too much and start cautiously moving towards the, the light as best I can or the voice as best I can. This way! Ingemar pulls his hood tighter over the top of his head and disappears into the fog as he moves quickly past Owen towards the bird, fearing that Owen will steal whatever he gets to, to first. So as you're moving towards the bird, you can see that it's a large white bird of prey. You don't know what it is, but it's a large white bird. Here, and you hear this, you hear no fog here. Don't like it. So you continue to follow him. Do you, well, you tell me what do y'all do? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna continue to follow him just cautiously. Lenny, what Actually, are you doing? The white bird yeah. probably gives Owen a little bit of peace. Yep, he's 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 shockingly white and he's large. He's kind of circling above you. He's trying to get your attention. Clearly, you can just barely see him up above you. Yeah. Uh, Owen might actually so Ragathal's symbol is like uh 
a broken wing because he's like a six-winged angel that had one of them ripped off by a weird step god issue. But anyways, so a, a like a white bird, he might actually take as like a sign from his deity of like salvation. So I think Ragnarok yeah. would probably be, or Owen would probably be uh, invigorated by this and be like, "Come, we must follow the bird. It's our only hope." So. Yep, Lenny, what are you doing? The following the boys? Okay. So, you guys... At this point, thousands of years old and is little concern from an enemy that he can see with his own eyes, whether it's friend or foe. So, he's good. Okay. So, you follow the bird, and as you follow the bird, um, you notice that the fog is starting to dissipate the way that you're heading, and you can kind of see a large structure in the distance and he's like come on no fog only place no fog around he's so creepy i hate him so you continue to follow him you follow him up and um as you get closer you notice a large two-story house and it's got kind of a wrought iron gate on the front door um it's clearly very nice house or at least at one point was a very nice house it's a little bit run down but you can actually see some lights on in the in the first story so you see some lights in the first story there's two gas lanterns hanging on the front and um sure enough it's like the fog is only not on this building um so what do you do uh you approach the building? Yeah, I mean, where, where's the bird now? Okay, so the bird at this point, he, he swoops up and he swoops around and he lands right on the stoop of the house. Okay, like he, right up at the entrance? He lands right at the door and he, he squawks and he goes, Squawk! No fog here! Squawk! So, Owen will step up, you know, somewhat close to him, like maybe 30 feet away, and he'll just <coughs> cough the fog out. <coughs> Who are you? And how do you know our names? So the bird, he, he, you get a closer look at him and you notice that he's, he is a crow, but he's bright white and his beak and his eyes are black. So he's got the toes, you know, his, his parts that would be not feathered are black. So his toes and his beak and his eyes. Um, and he kind of sticks one arm out in front of him and does like a little bow. And he says, name's Blackbeak. He said, "Saw you in the saw you in the fog, fog for miles. Got your attention. Saw this house. You should be safe here." You vermin of a bird. How do you know our names? Oh, uh, don't worry about that right now. <laughs> What? Uh, uh, Who sent you? Are you a gift from Ragatha? Yeah, maybe. Who's that? If you, <laughs> if you do not know, then you are not. So tell me, are you friend or are you foe? And he'll point his longsword oh, at him. Oh, oh, I'm friend. I'm friend. I just saved you from the fog. You should be thanking me. To what end did you save us? What is this place? I don't know. I've never been here. I was flying over 
and I saw the fog and I saw you and your horse run into the woods and I saw this safe spot. So that's why I brought you here. Remove yourself from our path before I remove your head from your shoulders. Ah, okay. What does he do? Does he just sit there? He just kind of like hops. He's like, you know, he just kind of like hops behind you. He's kind of, you know, he's happy. He's kind of like, he feels good himself. He saved you guys. He seems, he seems okay. nice. I mean, well, roll a, roll a um, perception check. Um, Perception or insight? Uh, either one. Okay. I, I'm proficient in insight, so I'm going to roll that. I don't I'm actually know how to roll things on D&D Beyond. This is all new to me. Nat one! First roll. <laughs> the five. What'd you say, sir? Seventeen. Okay, so, um, he seems friendly. He seems just like a regular bird. Uh, everything he's saying seems like it makes sense. I mean, obviously he can talk, and he's albino and um but he doesn't seem like a threat he kind of hops around behind you he's watching you guys he wants to see what you do um he seems friendly ingemar walks up to the door and looks for any type of bell rope or or knocker mm. door okay so um yeah Roll a, um, well, we don't have to roll that. Okay, so as you walk up to the door, <clears throat> you check the door. Um, there's, there's, you knock on the door. Okay, let's say, knock on the door, okay? Go ahead, knock, knock, knock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no one answers. Um, but you think you can hear, like, some talking, almost like sounds of a party. Uh, so maybe they just don't hear the door. I say we let ourselves in. All right, so you look to his companions. Yeah, y'all. So, I still have magic detect active within thirty feet of myself. Oh, that's cool. That like lasts. Okay, let me try and do the the math here. Okay, what kind of things does it allow you to detect? The presence of magic. Which, Sam, I might have to defer to you. Like, what? Any creature or object in the area that bears magic. Yeah, so so it can be... You'd sense, like, any sort of fey creatures or something like that. Or if somebody had, like, mage armor cast on themselves, you'd sense that. You'd also sense any magic items that somebody might be carrying. But one thing to note is that it's blocked by a foot of stone, an inch of common metal... Or three feet of water dirt. So right. if it's like on the okay. base, if you're thinking, oh, well, they're 10 feet below him, we wouldn't sense that if it's through the ground 10 feet, you know. Okay, so, so just bear that in mind. 30 feet, you would actually not detect any magic, believe okay. it or not. <laughs> yeah, we, we know there's going to be magic in this house, <laughs> just as yeah. Yeah. we yeah, well. know that. <laughs> Oh, did I detect magic coming from Blackbeak? Uh, no, you do not. That's that's good to know. He he seems from your perception check and from your detect magic, he just seems like a good Samaritan at this point. Okay, so at this point, I have pulled out one of my short swords and I'm banging on the iron door with the, with my 
sword. Okay. Um, loud. Um, okay, so you, you bang as loud as you possibly can. The door is like shaking off its hinges. And um, yeah, no one answers. So um, you can hear people, but they, they don't seem interested in whoever's so, at the door. So Ohen will step up and say, Ingmar, you embarrass yourself. Let's just let ourselves in. Okay, so um, you reach down to open the door and it's unlocked. Yeah. Um, you okay, just open so the door. Will just... Oh, dude, get... <laughs> give us a chair squeak. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. So, um, okay, so Owen, you walk in first. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll push the door open and go in kind of shield first, cautiously looking around. Okay. What do you got other guys do? Um, oh, I'll follow in behind Owen. Up my daggers at the ready. Okay, what did you Y'all say? Y'all got overlapped there. <laughs> it looked aggressive. Amar puts his sword back in the sheath and says, Owen, have you no courtesy for other people's belongings? And their homes, for Christ's sake. Of course I do. And he'll, like, wipe his feet on the doormat as he steps in. <laughs> so... As you're walking in, you see a little placard um, outside the door, and it says Turn Manor, T-E-R-N, Turn Manor. Oh, shit, I gotta, like, take notes, because, like, I'm a player. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Yeah, you, um... You don't really notice anything unusual. You walk into a, a kind of a grand entry. I'm going to just give you a little bit more info. You walk into a grand entryway. There's actually a double fireplace on your left. So kind of almost like a 10 foot long fireplace. There's these two studded chairs with nice linens and blankets draped across them. There's a, a nice rug and a huge table, you know, oversized furniture. Obviously these people um, have some wealth. Uh, you see two suits of armor on either side of this giant um, fireplace. And you see a couple of swords kind of up on the mantle. Seems like a very nice place. Um, it's well lit. I was about to say, so is it lit with the fireplace and everything? The fireplace is actually... A, the, what was that, Seth? How do you spell turn manor? T-E-R-N. Um, yeah, the fireplace is actually lit. It's roaring. Um, feels nice in here. Mm. Um, it's not even very dusty. And, um, yeah, you, uh, it's a hell of a lot better than that road you guys were just traveling on. And (sighs) Blackbeak, he happily hops in behind you guys. So he just does a little, "Mm -mm." Ah, wow, nice place. Indeed it is. Uh, he just kinda, he's poking around. He's like, he jumps up yeah, on the furniture. He's kind of like... He's kind of growing on, on Ohin at this point. Okay. So Ohin will uh, shout out to the void. He's like, hello, anyone home? So you, you think, at this point, you think you hear... Um, you think you hear someone in another room say, they're here. And... Um, that that's it. We're gonna leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So so Owen will look back Cliff and say, here. 
You would just uh, need a little bit of assertiveness sometimes. They'll be right, horse. <laughs> yup, gonna die. All right. All right. I'm excited. So that's the uh... last place I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please got a do Lenny that voice. voice all right time. at the end. Yeah, I yeah, need to work. I, I'm going I'm to I'm work on that. I'm going to workshop it. I, I I, it. I'm, I'm ready for it. It's like a mix of like Bayou meets Colonel. Uh-huh. It's great. I am an honorary colonel in the state of Kentucky, I have you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad y'all... Yeah, that's where we end. Okay. Good. All right, I'm going to be mark- good. Uh, what'd y'all think about my my DM my five minutes you did a good job you did a great job you're you're a natural okay good so we're in a whole world a whole special world well the only reason why you're in a whole world is because I um I just needed something other than y'all were on the road together I felt like but not necessarily but I just wanted to I guess yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. There we go. Okay. I think I should cut its head off right now. Who? Blackbeak. I don't trust that bird. Better calm down, you finicky elf. That bird is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have said that in the when we were going through it. It's canon. Your, just keep, we'll just keep say your it's canon. Ears to yourself, son. There'll, <laughs> there'll be plenty of time for you to discuss him, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like, is this gonna be like a how many sessions do you think this is gonna end up taking? I don't know because I don't. I was just trying to base it on. I don't know. I don't know. Depends on how much we talk and how much you know. I don't know. Right. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes, sometimes like y'all could got... cruise through it, and I would say after this one, probably at least two. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's perfect because we'll basically play it through October, and then yeah, maybe pro- most likely probably three. Right. So we'll play it through October, and then have our be perfect for spooky season. I fucking hate spooky season. I love spooky season. So I'll tell y'all too that. Every, almost everything that happens I totally make I totally like wrote and homebrewed and made all this up I already kind of told Sam that I love it I'm pumped I just want to kill everything sounds well, like you got the right guy to do it you've got all the options it doesn't matter what we come up with against you won't be like well I can't do anything against this one it'll be like well I'll try the next thing <laughs> we'll try the next thing so what are the difference because none of us have spellcasters in our other campaign like what are the difference in like the spell well i guess seth has spell slots and stuff but what are the differences in all the can't rips and all that so So that i have i basically use just like a weapon Mm -hmm. it's not a there's no spell slots (laughs) yeah they're not a consumable resource so they're they're simple spells that you can cast all day long oh cool yeah so at level four 
they won't be too scary because at level five, all the damaging cantrips get up. up. They're more powerful and they're still free. They just do like an extra die of damage. It's like level five, nine, 13, and 17, I think. Sounds they get, right. They get a little bit stronger. And so, yeah, having us be level four instead of level five, I think is going to say, make your monsters last much longer. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know both of our builds would be much scarier at level 5. So when it says like a level 2 spell, then you have to use 2 slots versus 1 on a level 1 to cast. Like, what is the difference in a level 1 and a level 2 spell? Um, the the spells available between those two uh, levels are totally different. So there's so lots of... Level 1 will have, you know, 15 spells you can pick from or whatever to add to your spell list. And then level two will have like another 13 spells you can pick from. And they get exponentially stronger as the spell levels go up. Like a level five spell does absurd things that level four spells can't even dream of doing. And so, um, but you can also upcast level one spells to be a little bit better as the level two spell. Thank you for listening to the Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies Halloween Spooktacular. Tune in on the next episode to find out what happens to our party and if they survive. <laughs> <coughs>